This is Level Up Success Podcast with Neth and Truth. Hey, how you doing, friends and family? This is the Level Up Success Podcast. And welcome to another episode where we always try to bring knowledge and power to our listener. So tell me, Nate, how are we going to start this now? Hey, how you guys doing today, man? I hope, I hope you guys are having a wonderful time. We certainly are here. Um, and, you know, I'm excited about this uh, segment today. So, um, you know, like today we're going to talk about the author of, of this book right here, uh, The Madhouse Diaries. And, you know, like before we engage in that, let's um let's talk a bit about, um you know, like uh, what got her there. And, you know, like we're going to just have an introduction and then we're going to get to the book. All right, guys. So um why don't you give us your name and uh, where you're from? My name is Demetrius Bryant. My friends call me Didi. I'm from Harlem. Yes. I was born in Mount Sinai Hospital. Um, so I am a what, true what? Harlemite. All right. <laughs> what part of Harlem? El Badio, El Badio. Oh, 116th all right. All right. Street in Lexington. All right. All right. La Maqueta. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got like, friends from uh-huh, there, too. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I bet it was a, it was a, a, a diverse place, you know. Yes, on, on very much. Time. Very much so. Black Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what is it that you do? I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. I'm a playwright. I'm a writer. Mm. I'm a professional chef. Okay. A case manager, a singer, mm. a songwriter, okay, That's a candle maker. All right, yo, 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 yo. Bunch of accolades, man. That's, that's why you go up to bring him. Yeah, yeah that's you can't be right able there. to do everything. So yeah, that's, no, that, that's fire. That's, not like many this. streams of income right there. That's that's awesome. See, that's why that's how we gotta think. Like, yeah. there's always many ways to <laughs> make money. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um, why don't you talk to us about like how how do you get to this point? Like, how do you get to the point where you wanted to become an entrepreneur? I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, when I went to college, I took business administration because I wanted my own business. I always knew I didn't want to work for anyone. Yeah. However, life, you know, bills have to be paid. Yeah, so yeah. I've had a career working for other people, but I always had something else going on, on at the on same the time. Okay, cool. Some business. I was at work selling stuff to my coworkers. From ninety nine cents to or, uh-huh. or whatever, I always had. You some, always had some type of side hustle, right? Yeah, flea markets on the weekends, okay. foods, you know, food sales or whatever. It was always something else other than just going to work every day because my passion is yeah. to do what I want to do on okay. my own. That's it's freedom. Dope. That's pretty dope. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, like, um. Where, like um, it had to start somewhere for you. So I know that you said um from college, but from before that, do you ever had that knack? Like you know what, man, I I, I do wanna own something one day, or like you know, like as a kid or anything like that. I think it. I was born with the passion. Yeah. Because even in as early as first grade, when okay. they would have a cake sale, I would sell out all the cakes. Okay, yeah. You know, like run people down the hall or the teachers or whatever, and I would sell the, everything on the table. So I knew it was a gift Okay. all the way back then. And over time, you know, you nourish your gifts and you get better at it. All right. So you did share with us just now that you were also like a caseworker. Yes. So, you know, can you walk through how, you know, like um, how do you get that started and, and you know, like went on, what went on from there? I 
sort of trans. Well, let's go back to being in Obadio. Yeah. Uh, I think my first job in that area of social services was the youth action program. Yeah. Okay. Um, I used to work the hotlines for people that were trying, that were thinking about committing suicide. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I started there and it just transitioned and transitioned and it w- it took a big chunk of years in that arena. Okay. Um, until I got to the point where I was burnt out. Okay, from work, yeah. Yeah, I was burnt out from, because you're constantly just absorbing other people's problems all yeah, day. Yeah. And I'm good at fixing other people's problems. However, um, in that type of career, you have to take a break yeah. and defuse. No, that makes sense. I actually have a friend of mine that mm-hmm. he, uh, he did that as well. He mm-hmm. take the, those highlights and, and there were points that he would tell me like, man, look, yeah. at first, um, you know, like, because I knew the type of person he was. Mm-hmm. Like, he was always, like, uh, driven. You know, he f- nothing could phase him on right. what he wants to do mentally. Mm-hmm. But he was like, look, man, after so many, you know, like, people talking about how they want to commit suicide and the mm-hmm. way that they describe it. It's not, like, it's, it's the same story, but, yeah, it's different right. as well. So it's like, man, like, this is how this person wants to, you know. So, right. you know, like obviously he, he he wouldn't tell me this details because that's the that's disclosure. But mm-hmm. I saw that he became somebody who was, you know, like stressed. Right. And he had to leave that job. He had mm-hmm. to. It was just he was like, bro, I need a break from this because, you know, even though I'm saying like, you know, like listen to this constantly, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like the law of attraction, you know, like he's exactly he's, he's you're driving them, it to yeah. yourself exactly. Yeah, so that's deep, man. So, all right. So then you you say you took the you take a break. So mm-hmm. what, what happened afterwards? I well, I, I didn't really take a break. What I did was I went from that, and a week later I started a catering business. Mm, okay, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, like that. Fast, but because when you have many things that you're good at, it's not a long time that you have to figure out what you're going to do next you just have to pick from one of the other things that you're good at yeah but yeah. while while you was doing the thing with the caseworker did you have in mind in the future to do like a bakery thing or no. to cook i oh. was always cooking anyway oh. but i wasn't being paid to do it so i went i took myself from being paid doing this to yeah now i'm going to get paid cooking Oh, okay. That, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. True hustler right there, bro. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I'm cooking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might as well get paid for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. how you say it. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a mentality. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like how people awesome. cook and they won't even think that way. So, damn, mm-hmm. that's... That's knowledge for our people. Okay. So, then you um you started cooking. How, how did that go for you? Wonderful. Wonderful? I am a phenomenal cook. Okay. <laughs> I really am. What's your best dish? Soul food... Spanish food, Jamaican food, okay. African I'm food, hungry right now, <laughs> Italian food. Yeah, I can wow. I can cook anything pretty much. All right, good man. We gotta we gotta set up we gotta set up a, a <laughs> date where we could bed. yeah yeah so we, we could, could try, just have, try, could try your food real quick. everything. <laughs> That's dope. I, I mean, I, I just went to I mean, well, it's off topic, but I just went to a trip to uh, Jamaica not mm-hmm, not too long mm-hmm. ago. Man, yo, I, I can't get enough of that jerk chicken, man. I can't. I, I can't, got you. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, she got me. So, all right, okay. she got me. All right, mm-hmm, let's see. Let's mm-hmm, see. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, all right, so you uh, are you still doing that? Um, no. Okay, okay. All right, so um, sometimes let me not exaggerate. Sometimes yeah, yeah. 
for special special clients, you know, if yeah, someone I mean, the talent's there, so somebody you know? I like is getting married or a birthday party or yeah. whatever, but it's not it's not consistent you know, as before. Not, okay, that's, right, that's cool. Exactly. So um what else? What happened after that? Like, you know. Um after the catering? Yeah. I wrote a play. Mm. Oh wow. Okay. So from <laughs> Caribbean to a play. How wait, wait, I, wait, hold on. I gotta ask a question. Bye bye. I gotta yeah, ask yeah, a question. Go. Like what sign are you? Can I ask that? I'm an Aries. Aries? Okay. I'm the head sign. Numero okay, okay. uno. All right, all right. So you always so it makes right. sense now, right? Yeah, you know, I, I I have to ask because you know, like um, the way that you're transitioning to one thing or another, it just shows that you're just proud and you just, you you're confident and you just want to move forward to to the next journey, right? Which a lot of people don't have that that ability. So that's that's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, no, no problem. What sign are you? Me, I'm Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, my daughter. One, okay. Yeah, I'm one of those silent types, you know. Pisces. Oh, that's how you say Pisces. Yeah, Pisces. Yeah. yeah, I messed up my one. <laughs> I'm not good with those sign things, but yeah, Pisces. Okay, the two fish. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's awesome. So yeah. So um, you you was asking the question. No, no, no. Like I say, like not too many people will go to K Sports to uh, bakery because mm-hmm. it's a big step. And mm-hmm. one thing that we do talk about is that people. Um, kind of scared to do a big change, mm-hmm. and because it's not even similar from casework to bakery. Mm-hmm. So when you first started, uh, did you have like a step, or did you have already an idea how it would go the business? Nope. I think it's just part of my personality. You're not scared. I, You're like driven. Driven. Yeah, the right word. Yeah, I, yeah. That's how I live life. Mm-hmm. That's how I live life. You know, some people see it as crazy. Some people think it's a good thing. Some people admire it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't operate from a place of fear. Yes. If you try to figure out all the details of what you're doing all the time, you won't do anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that's the main reason that people stop doing what they dream because they look at the detail. Yeah. Uh, what, I need to do this. I need to do that. Uh, I you ever I heard do- the devil is in the details? That saying when people say that, heard that the devil's that in the details. I heard that one. The devil <laughs> well, is in the details. When you start, well, I don't know how we. All of that makes you say you forget it. Yeah. It so makes you sometimes doubt. you just gotta go and figure out the details on the route, on yeah. the journey. So that's the best uh, thing that people could do because I know people that wanna do stuff mm-hmm. and they won't do it because they're scared. Right. But uh, there's one detail details, because yeah. you gotta do a couple of steps like. It's going to be hard first, like mm-hmm. you said, but you got to figure it out. It's called uh, fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to be afraid of something that you, you never even tried? Yeah, but then what's worse is when you don't try it. Now the remorse that comes in afterwards. But think that's about this. Yeah. yeah. Think about this. Think about this. If you went a, went a certain way and something bad happened then it would make sense you would be afraid to go that way again. You say, no, it's danger over there, right? Mm-hmm. But if you've never been over there, what are you scared of? Nothing happened to you. Nothing Just go. Yeah, yeah. Just see, go. Not too many people see it that way. That's the issue that we have. I love that. No, but that's what we have to change. That's why we're here. Like, we, we do believe that, you know, right. like if you want to try something, just try it out. Just give What's it a try. What's the worst that can happen? You got to know. Or fail. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I, we always talk about this. Like, a lot of people are scared of failing. But the thing is, like I always say, if you go fail, how you, can you learn from your mistake? 
if you if you're afraid to fail, you can't accomplish anything because you won't do anything because everything could be a fail. Yes. Yeah. Nothing is guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Nothing is guaranteed. It's like her. asking a woman on a date. You don't know if she's going to say yes or no, but if you don't ask her, you definitely are not going to marry her. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and so no. You got to start, start somewhere, gotta, yeah, right? Yeah, you got to start somewhere. You can't be scared. You're like, well, you know, how you doing or whatever. It starts there. Mm -hmm. Step by step. Next thing you know, you're marrying that person. But if you're too scared to even say hello, how do you get over there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. Fear yeah. stops everything in your life. You can't you can't live in fear. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. So um what else what else um what else did you do afterwards? Um do you have anything else after, after the poll? The how, how did that go? Because the, the, I didn't the I didn't playbook. ask you. Yeah, the, no, the the yeah the, the, the play? The play. Yes. It went excellent. Well, I wrote a book. Before the play, let me okay. say that. And I did the play based off the book, the mm. first book. Okay. Okay, before this one. Right. All right. So when you wrote the first, that first book, mm -hmm. did somebody give you the idea for the play? Because I don't know, most people, they write the first book, they're not thinking, maybe I should do a play right away. So I, I, I'm thinking <laughs> that will be, I mean, I like how you do stuff. Like you actually go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not most people. That's yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's the point. That's, you know, you go, so yeah. what I did, I knew I couldn't put a whole entire book on stage. Yeah. So I downsized the story into like six segments, and there it was. Made it a play. Mm-hmm. That's, wow. yeah, that's incredible right there. And I wrote the music okay. for the play. Oh, wow. And I sang all the songs myself because I couldn't afford to hire Patti LaBelle. <laughs> so <laughs> might as well do it myself. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay, that's oh, that's wow, that's awesome. a dumb process. See, you always gotta keep on moving up. Even like some people will be just write the first book and mm -hmm. then you'll be like, I did it, I'm accomplished. Mm -hmm. But there's more things you could do after you write your exactly. book. Exactly. And people will see that. Mm -hmm. wow. So and you giving idea too to our listener too. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You you mm -hmm. I mean you could be diverse. You could do you could do whatever it is. It's fun yeah. being diverse, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, endless could, possibilities. Could, yeah. The sky is the limit. That's the way you gotta look at stuff. Yeah, no, that's definitely oh, wow. true. That's yeah. definitely true. Mm -hmm. So, um, after the play, um, did you do anything else? Uh, after the play, what was next? What did I do after the play? I may have gone back to work. I don't know. <laughs> 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 but but were you still like were you was when you was doing the play and everything else? You left the case management, right? Yeah, I was on my own. I was straight. Uh, doing catering and my play and writing. Oh wow! So, so I was kind of doing two things at the same time. <laughs> I was cooking and writing, <laughs> cooking and writing. That's nice, bro. You was just really never like once you quit. Like I got people once they quit and they start doing mm -hmm. the entrepreneur. Was it scary at first or nope? You think you even hesitate for a I second? I was loving it. <laughs> you know how. Good it feels not to have someone bossing you around and telling you what to do and what time you have to be somewhere. That was the motivator. And when, if I didn't want to be open that day, I'm not open today. It's closed today. You see what I mean? I wouldn't do that at random because of my customers, but the freedom of knowing I could. I could go sit down when I needed a break. I can play music if I needed to feel good for a second or whatever. I could move around the way I wanted to. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. How, before you quit the case manager, how many years did you last working there? 
all together, yeah. I probably have 18 years under my belt in different arenas, housing, youth action program, northern Manhattan, uh, in Washington Heights, um, human resources. So, so, so that's a reason. Maybe I'm, even more years than that, but it was a lot. No, because that's one of the reasons I asked, because when somebody do a job, for a specific job for that amount of year, mm -hmm. they get comfortable and no. not, even, not even comfortable, they get used to it, I guess, and get scared to right. jump into something else because yeah. not too many people are writing books. Right. And not too many people are trying to do plays. So, right. Especially when they have a job that some people, a lot of people would say is... Steady or yeah, quick, well. not not a five something like that. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want to hear something funny? Um, prior to case management, I worked for Ralph Lauren, mm, and okay. I was a hat model. <laughs> okay, I was modeling hats, so I and that was very early, like wow. nineteen years old, twenty. Yeah. I transitioned from that into helping people and working youth action program, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Years and years of that. And then I transitioned again. So it's really always been a transition for me from the beginning. You see what I mean? So I think that might, that, that actually do help. Like when you transition around, mm -hmm. like I said, there's people that stay at the same position all their life. And no, I, I like, I, I know people who've been mm -hmm. in the same job for more than twenty years. Yeah. At one point, at one point, they they lose their job. They don't know what the hell they're gonna do with their life. They and get lost. And they've been there because they some a part of them wants the sense of security because mm -hmm. it is a scary place when yeah. you're on your own mm -hmm. and you don't have that paycheck that's gonna show up like clockwork. Yeah. However, it's no guarantee you could stay somewhere. For 25 years, and someone can come along when they're ready and kick you out. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, you're holding on to something that's not necessarily guaranteed. Yeah, because it's not yours. No, but that's the truth. It's not yours. And they don't, people, a lot of people don't want to understand that the position that you're working there is not your position. At some right. point in time, you know, like uh, somebody better is going to come in and take your, your work for less mm -hmm. money. I know? think... So. My personality, I don't like being afraid. Mm -hmm. When I'm afraid, I start acting out. Okay. So that fear of, you know, let me do everything right and show up here on time and whatever, that fear is what sends me out the door. Mm. You see? Because I may be trying yeah. to be good for a minute, but if I get where I'm feeling like pressure, you know, like you're trying to make me, you're trying to talk to me any kind of way or like you own yeah. me. Ah, Ah, that's right. Yeah, I'm out. Because yeah, yeah. my favorite line is, I do have to work. Mm -hmm. I don't have to work here. Yeah. And I would always say that. Okay. And I meant it. It's yeah. like, you you don't get to talk to me any kind of way or boss me around because you have the power of you're providing me with a paycheck. Yeah. Okay. Okay? So I may stay in that same uh, career, like doing the same thing, but it won't be at the same place. I will leave. Yeah, because no. I'm not afraid of what else is going to come. Because when you're confident, you know your skills, you know your talent, you know you have a, a several things that you're good at. You like, will find yeah. something else basically, to do. You basically got a great foundation, so then you just work off of that. Yeah, that's awesome. So let me ask you this: um, you know, like, and this is for, like for the viewers. Um, mm -hmm. 
how how would you manage that time? So you 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 already working you know like a nine to five. Mm-hmm. How do you manage the time to say okay, I'm doing this. Um, I'm, I have to work here because this is my bread and butter right now. Right. How and I'm transitioning to doing you know this entrepreneurship work. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that time? You manage your time the same way you would when your boss comes and asks you, hey, can you stay late tonight? Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. do a double because? Proof called out sick. Yeah. And you, even though you don't want to and you're tired, you're like, okay, because you don't want to disappoint the disappoint the yeah. boss, right? Yeah. So don't disappoint yourself. Mm. If you have something that you want to do and want to accomplish, do the extra time until you get it done, until you have it so secure where you can just let the nine to five go. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it, it, it always reminds, I don't know why I always think about H, like, because he, he said something in one mm-hmm. of our first episodes. Mm-hmm. He says, he says, I mean, and he heard it from somewhere, but it's a quote that we use a lot here. Mm-hmm. Is that he says, you work your nine to five, mm-hmm. right? And then go home, work on your five to nine, because mm-hmm. eventually your five to nine will become your 24 seven. Exactly. And that's what you want to, that's what you want to exactly. achieve. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's great that you 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 put yourself out there and you try different accolades. It's not like you just did one. one. Right. Do. You did different accolades to see, yo, which one's going to fit the best. Right. And then, you know, like eventually you got into, you know, like writing writing this book mm-hmm. and, you know, like, um, uh, you know, like from from the looks of it, man, this, this yeah, this book is a little impactful, but we're going to, we're going to, um, we're definitely mm-hmm. going to get into that. Yeah. So, um, what, uh, what what did inspire you to write the book? Let's go there. What inspired me yeah. to write the book? Um, I think it's a collection of all my pet peeves, things that I hate, and I mean hate, um, despise, maybe a better word. But the... Um, Instead, I didn't. I didn't want to just complain about the problem. Yeah. Okay. I, I've experienced the problem. I've seen the problem from the line of work that I've done for years, doing home visits in people's homes and seeing how they interact with their children, so forth, so on. So I wanted to tell a story that shined a mirror, like put a mirror in front of some of these issues. And I guess it being in a book sugarcoats it a little bit. It it eases the blow because people are sensitive. Yeah, that's that, that's something. And if that you tell them out. straight out what you're doing is not cool, they get offended. Yeah. So you sneak, you put it in a story, and you hand it to them, and you let them read it for themselves in the privacy of their own home, quiet. And there's there's things in there that will jump off. And if they want to progress and be better than they are, they'll see those things that are there. And if they want to stay stuck where they are, then they won't see it and they'll miss the whole point. And they'll just say, oh, this was a good story. Okay, bye. So yeah. it all depends on the reader. Yeah, yeah. So most of the story that you got from here, so to wrap up. So it was inspired by all the things that you've seen and, and through, not just the job of through life too, right? Exactly. It's fiction. Like I put in the beginning, it's fiction, but it's 
is rooted in truth because these are real issues. Yeah. yeah. These are real issues that happen in our diaspora mm -hmm. between our communities and how we interact with each other as people, uh, parents and children, men, female, whatever. So it's real live issues, but the story itself is fiction. I mean, it's good because now people could relate to it since it mm -hmm. happened a little bit of true mm -hmm. and it's similar to stuff that happened to your life. But right. No, I'm sorry. You, you was going to say something? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go oh, no. <laughs> ahead. Take the no, floor, no, but no. I, I like that. Uh, and by writing about your experience and then that you seen, mm -hmm. it's going to help out. I, I know it's going to impact somebody. It is. Like, I feel like the, the, some of the episodes that we did, mm -hmm. uh, even though it's only been like what? 10 right <laughs> we already i feel like we already impact a you couple have. of people yeah, right because yeah. yeah. i watch your show and very good stuff very good oh, stuff. i appreciate Thank it you. i mm -hmm. really do mm -hmm. so that means you gotta subscribe and follow so <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but i'm like, like i said the same way i feel like we impacting people mm -hmm. i know that you have done impact mm -hmm. and I, I wouldn't be surprised that you got story up i i've been told that how much the your story uh helped them out mm -hmm. in a way mm -hmm. I, i'm guessing wow so let me ask you this: um, mm -hmm. What, like, in your opinion, right? Mm -hmm. um, what makes people sensitive? What makes people sensitive? People are sensitive because hit dogs will holler. So sensitivity is basically I just happen to poke something that's true, that's yeah, an issue for you. Because if I bring up something that has nothing to do with you. It's not going to affect you. You won't be you. sensitive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, and I I agree with you because it, a lot of times you know like I um I'll have a conversation with somebody and you know I might say something that triggers them. Right. It's a trigger. It's like a trigger, but then they don't want to tell you what it is that got you triggered. Right. So now you're not even bonding at some point in time mm -hmm. because you said something that triggered them. Right. But you as a person you don't understand what it is because you're not living. Whatever it is that the other person is living through. But you so, know why? Yeah. It's easier to blame other people than to do the work. Because it's a lot of work to do the work. Yeah. To yeah. dig through how did you arrive at feeling like mm -hmm. you feel about whatever you feel. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's easier for me to say, you hurt my feelings when you said that. Mm -hmm. When I should be asking myself, why am I feeling, why did I allow him to make me feel a certain way about myself. Who the hell is he? Especially if, <laughs> especially when yeah. the it, when the intent is not there. Right. Because it's another thing if somebody has malicious intent mm -hmm. and they say something now, mm -hmm. it's different. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people are saying, and you know, like they could say something as a joke or, mm -hmm. you know, or they could just have a regular conversation right. and then all of a sudden, you know, now they got triggered. So now the person could decide whether to apologize right. or to stand his ground, which, right. you know, that that's a whole other, well, that's a whole other segment Another, right yeah. there. But, but, yeah, no, no, it happens, though. It yeah. does happen. It, it, I, it's, it's crazy. I know. You know? It's, it's, it is when you talk the truth. It's like the movie. You yeah. can't handle the truth. Something which right, movie is that? Right. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I want the truth. Cannot, a lot of people cannot handle the truth. Mm -hmm. That's part of mm -hmm. life, too. And that is the, and because the truth hurts. That little saying, those little things that our grandmothers told us, like the truth hurts, those that is true. The truth does hurt. Mm -hmm. However, when you stand in the truth, it may hurt for a little bit, right? Yeah. But once you stand in the truth, the what you the reward from standing in that truth and accepting that little bit of hurt 
from that point on, it's like, whew, it's like being on vacation. Yeah. But when you don't stand in the truth, you spend the rest of your life covering up stuff, dressing up mess. And this is how I can explain it simply. I tell people, I'll use the word poop instead of the other word, but poop is poop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I give you poop on a paper plate and I just hand it to you, you're going to say, uh-uh. Because you yeah. can see right there clearly what that is, right? And yeah. it smells yeah. and everything, right? Yeah, well, yeah it's so covered, I, but I don't know right, yet. But yeah, so I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to when open I that gave him, When I give him the same exact thing that I gave you, I'm giving it to both of you. The difference is I put yours in a nice fancy box. I put Febreze, some perfume, a, a ribbon. So I hand it to you, and you willingly accept it because it looks pretty. But it's still poop. Mm-hmm. Poop is poop, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So even when people have a lot of poop, they think because they dressed it up, fixed it up, and made it look fancy. You see, some mm-hmm. people will dress it up with buying a, a nice car, yeah, their clothes, or you know how they do their hair or whatever, and they think that covers up all of the mess. Yeah, that they got going on, on, but it's there. It's still there, mm-hmm. and it's, you may have it masked it really well, but it's there. So that's why I said the important thing is to fix it. Stand yeah. in the truth. Figure out what work you need to do for yourself to be healed. Yeah, and not just covering up mess because no matter how much Febreze I put on. Crap! It's still it's gonna, terrible. it's gonna smell. <laughs> yeah, he may discover it faster because I gave it to him raw, like on a plate. Yeah. You think you got a special gift, and it's eventually it's in your closet. It's gonna smell up everything, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let, let's let's uh let's talk about the book. Um. So, what is the book about? The book is about how I see our community. Um, And how I see our community, I tucked it into a nice story. Um, If it's okay, I'm going to read a poem to you. Uh, It's called Harlem Is, and it will sort of give you the foundation and the environment to put you in the mindset before we get into details of the story. Okay. Yeah. Because the visual is what I want you to get of what this place looks like. In case okay. you people no, have definitely. not been to Harlem. Read along with you. Okay. Right in the beginning. Right there. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Page eight. I am a Harlemite, and through my eyes, Harlem is... Harlem is church on Sunday mornings with some loud music playing on the side. Harlem is the place where many don't run free. Harlem is in my blood. It's what ignites the fire in me. Harlem is the place that few are bored. Harlem is the place you can see the stories while finding what you're shopping for. Books and poets. I don't want to hear it because I already know it. Harlem is Marcus Garvey Park. It's unspoken words after dark. Harlem is music and art. Sweet street dancers looking for a start. Collard greens and black eyed peas so often cooking in our pots. It's the pecking order of who is important and who is not. 
Harlem is 125th Street where every train and bus in the city stops. It's a tourist attraction, a visceral reaction, opinions and gossip, the home of the hustler, tank tops and lots of muscles. Harlem is a vibe. It's African garb and roster man with the best Irish moss, a grand sense of pride that can get you killed or sent upstate over a $5 bill. It's big earrings and big scars. It's America's top chef selling the tastiest food right on the sidewalks. Harlem is small talk and big conversation. It's the core of every Harlemite's education. If you can't afford something, you can find an imitation. Harlem is the place that probes curiosity, virtuosity, where dreams come true and dreams can be lost. It's a nasty attitude when gentrifiers arrive. The raising of rents forcing many residents to sleep on a park bench. Harlem is the unforgiving streets of greed and thirst. Our young brothers and sisters carried away in a hearse where some have built their wealth and fame and some earned the street sign with their name. Harlem is the oversaturation of the NYPD only present on certain streets whose faces are unfamiliar to all and so many residents afraid to make a 911 call. So many relying on the steel to handle their squabbles. Children playing adult games instead of tossing marbles. It's pork rinds and vegetarians. It's Cadillac pastors and the judgmental Presbyterians. It's bus rides to Washington, D.C., Atlantic City, and amusement parks. It's profiling across the street after dark. It's my mother wondering when her number is going to hit. It's wondering if we can buy just a little bit of it. It's flipping 50 cent into a dollar. It's OGs rocking Playboys in mock neck sweaters. Friday night fish fry signs posted over the mailboxes. The sounds of babies crying in the halls. Some are just cranky and some haven't eaten at all. Some people have already left and some people are staying. But if you ever taste a piece of Harlem, it will forever remain on your palate. Oh, wow. Nice. That was pretty dope. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's too many people. The, uh, for, uh, for what I see in book, start a book with a rhyme. Why, what was the process or what made you want to do a poem before even starting this book? Because my intention is for this book to go to the masses. And I know the masses have not been to Harlem. So if you're all the way in Idaho, South Dakota, the Dominican Republic, wherever you are, that's where I start you at so that you can go there visually in your mind. Because now you know what it looks like. That's pretty dope. So when she starts talking and she starts writing in her notebooks and and you're reading it, you know where she is because it's... That poem and told when, you. When you say she, who are you referring to? The main character, Shawnee's Patricia Jackson. So the point of view that you write this book is, uh, it's like a diary of the person. It's like a... It's a collection of Shawnee's Patricia Jackson's notebooks. Oh, okay. So it takes you from the first notebook to the second notebook to the third notebook. These are her journals. Oh, Wow. So that's that's another way of writing. See, that's no, that's just a, an artistic way of 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 doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And and thank mm-hmm. you for sharing. Uh so I mean, it, it does it does bring a question in mind. Um, so my question is, uh, 
what what is it like um what wasn't like growing in in your community like before versus uh, what it is now because you're still staying in harlem right now mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so like what's the difference do you see any differences be- be- uh, i would say the difference is i don't feel the same sense of community the way it was when i was growing up yeah it was more of a sense of a community you know neighbors looking out for each other um one person picking up all the kids from school and mm-hmm. walking them back to the yeah. you know to the neighborhood or whatever i don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist i just don't see it yeah no we don't see it. And, and i see a lot more separation even me as i was uh, growing up we um you know like you know, as a kid, I, I I would see you know people wanting to you know like mm-hmm. gather up, whether it's you know like borrow sugar, right. or you know like you know like a, a doing certain favors, mm-hmm. you know like because mm-hmm. everybody worked together within this community. Right. We don't see that. I don't see that either. Like, right. Do you see that? Nah, I think it's the way. As I can say, New York people move so fast they forget about their whole community. They're just right. thinking one way, and you know what? Let me forget about. They focus on the thing they want to do. They forget about the community sometimes. Right, I think. Right. I mean, I, and, and I, the, okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. And, and by doing that, they forget that you also need part of your, your community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, it's good that you want to get out of your community, do good, but you also got to remember where you come from and... Exactly. And be there oh, for your be, community, too. Be a contributor too. of the community. I mean, I'm, I, I, I am I, I'm in the opinion that it's more social media. Since everybody knows how everybody's doing, you know, with their status and stuff, so they're they, focusing so they more think. on that. No, no, I know. Exactly. <laughs> they're focusing more on, on who to get... Uh, who to reach out to online or just uh-huh. see the stories and say, okay, well, I did my due diligence and knowing how, you know, the, my, my Instagram community is doing rather than how my neighbor's doing. It's a blessing and a curse yeah. at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. It, it definitely is. Yeah, because that's pro and con to everything. It's social media. I mean, right. you could use social media for good thing, but mm-hmm. like, well, not too like many. What we're doing here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Helping our community, but right. there's people that just use... Com- I'm not, I, I, can't, I can't be careful how I say it, but there's people that show what, how good they're doing when they're not even living that life. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Just to say you right, better. Exactly. Like we live in a community where we, we're trying to impress rather than actually trying to work. Yeah, I was trying to write. And that's yeah. a good yeah. point. I was trying you, to use the right word. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. And where did we get that mindset from? That's why I wrote, that's one of the reasons I wrote yeah. this book. Where yeah. did we, where do all these things that affect our community where do they come from where did it start yeah because we got to get to the root mm-hmm. in order to, to figure out how to fix the problem right yeah yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah we got to go don't. inside the wall to find out where the leak is or mm-hmm. you know why the wire is disconnected you got to sometimes break the wall down and go digging a little deeper yeah yeah